Welcome to Church Unfiltered Podcast, a leadership podcast for pastors, church leaders, and volunteers. Now, here's your host, Dr. Anthony Copps. Hey, welcome to another episode of Church Unfiltered. This is episode 61. Of course, we are powered by Breakthrough Ministry Consulting, where we seek to help pastors and church leaders find the answers to questions that they are really asking. Have you ever found yourself listening to a sermon or sitting in a class, listening to a teacher or some type of presentation and the person uses illustrations that either enhance the sermon or lesson and really made it memorable for you or the opposite happened? They used an illustration that actually derailed the entire presentation. The illustrations that we use can help and enhance the teaching that we want to get across the point that we want to get across. But let's be honest, sometimes we can find ourselves using illustrations that we got off of the Internet, using the same recycled illustrations, using the things that we've done over and over and over again. And since this is Church Unfiltered, today's topic is to help us to use illustrations in an effective way. Some of you know, I've shared this with you all before. I write for Our Daily Bread International. I write for Our Daily Bread. Yes, Our Daily Bread, the devotionals that you probably read on a daily basis. Some of us read on a daily basis. I write for them, write uh, different uh, special projects, different uh, projects that I get opportunity to contribute to. And I'm so grateful for that opportunity, grateful for the for the chance to be able to use my my talents, my gifts to be able to spread the gospel that way. Well, one of the first things that happened when I started writing for our daily bread, my editor, who is an incredible, credible woman of God, she uh, received my sample. I had to turn in a sample when I first started I had to turn in a sample of my writings. And I had I had written many blogs. I wrote for the San Antonio Express News for four years. I wrote blogs for the San Antonio Express News. So I submitted some of those blogs as my my entry, my submission to our daily bread. And one of the things that the editor said is that a lot of them were too preachy. A lot of them were too preachy, too preachy. And I meant like, what do you mean by they're too preachy? And she helped me to understand the guidelines that our daily bread uses for their writers, that each of them have a certain format. There's a certain if you look at our daily bread, you would notice if you pay pay close attention, you will notice that there's a certain format that they follow. And so she taught me that they taught me that in how to write according to their guidelines. But one of the things that it highlighted is the use of illustrations, the use of illustrations. Why did that highlight the use of illustrations? This is why one of the reasons that it, one of the things that that they sent to me, I have all the guidelines that our daily bread requires of their writers. And one of the things it says, I want to read from directly from the guidelines. You're getting you're getting a sneak peek. If you ever wanted to write a devotional or write for our daily bread, this is part of what they say. Uh, you have to use life related illustrations. I'm quoting use life related illustrations that can be understood globally. The story element is the key to connecting truth to life and the scriptures to the heart and experience of the reader. Use illustrations that are captivating and interesting. Carefully craft them from the news 
historical accounts, etc. You may feature outstanding personal illustrations from time to time, but strive to look outside your own driveway most of the time. So our Daily Bread International has guidelines on their illustrations that are used. And if you read each of those every day, you'll see that there are different illustrations that that the writers make reference to. So what let's 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 talk about illustrations just in general. Those are guidelines that our daily bread gives. But how do you come up with with illustrations? If you are preparing a sermon or you are preparing a lesson, how do you come up with illustrations? And not only how do you come up with the illustrations, but how do you how do you make sure that it is effective? How do you make sure that you're getting your point across or that the illustration is not derailing the message? Let's talk about this a little bit and where this comes from. I had opportunity to guest lecture for a university just recently for their um, for their uh, advanced preaching class. And their topic that night was illustrations. And I was brought in to give the guest lecture for that, for the presentation for that, because one of the things that I do, I love to give great illustrations. I love to break down the word of God and make sure people get it by giving them visuals, giving them something, giving them things that will help them to remember or understand the point of the message. I love doing illustrations. So so people who know me know that I love doing illustrations. I love using props and different things like that. And so uh, that's why I like certain preachers that are out there right now. And even some of my heroes, one of my heroes in preaching is is Pastor Jeffrey Johnson of Eastern Star, Indianapolis. He does. He uses illustrations all the time and does it in such a such a creative way. And so he's one of my one of my heroes as far as illustrations, as far as presentation that way. Um, one of our new uh, brothers in the ministry is Pastor Michael Todd of of Transformation Church. He does a fantastic job of using illustrations. He's taken it to a digital level, if you will, and uh, and for a new generation. So he does a fantastic job of that as well. But what is a sermon illustration? Let me give a definition, a working definition of a sermon or an illustration. We're going to focus in on sermon illustrations, but any type of illustration, any type of presentation that you have, you probably want to use some kind of illustration so that you don't bore the daylights out of people. All right. So what is a sermon illustration? A sermon illustration is a tool, a tool, T-O-O-L, a tool that is used to help the preacher show the truth of the text. A sermon illustration is a tool. There's several operative words in here, a tool that is used to help the preacher show the truth of the text. Let me start at the end. The truth of the text should always be the goal. You should always make sure that you are presenting the truth of the text to make sure that whatever you preach, teach, that you are bringing out the truth of the text. In other words, you are not making something up. You're not you're not uh, adding something that is not not there. And eisegesis is what that's called. You're not inserting something. You're not putting something in there that's not there. You are bringing out the truth of the of the text. 
proper exegesis when you are studying, you understand the context, you understand how to bring it forth. You understand what's what that actually means, what that passage means, what that book means. When you do that, you are helping to give an understanding of the truth of the text. You're explaining the truth of the text. An illustration is just there to help you show. And that's a key word. Show the truth of the text because you can explain it. But how do you show it? How do you help the people to visualize it, to to get an idea of what's happening in that text? And that's what a sermon illustration does. So what are some types of sermon illustrations that that people use that that we often use? We often use is different types, so many different types. But let me give you a few of them. Stories, stories. We like we can tell stories. This is one of the most popular types of illustrations that we can do, especially in recent years. It's been it's been promoted that stories will help people to remember even more than anything else is stories. People like to hear a good story. People want to to be engaged in a good story. Stories are great for illustrations because they will they will help people to be able to visualize and and maybe even step inside of that illustration. But please make sure, please make sure when you are telling a story, when you are using a story, that the story is succinct. It is not long, drawn out, anything like that. People love good stories. And this is for any of the illustrations. Get to the point, tell your story and make sure that it has a point, has a climax. It has a it has an end to it and a point to it. So stories are a type of sermon illustration that is commonly used. Another type of sermon illustration are analogies or metaphors, analogies, analogies, really analogies are just remember the whole when you were back in elementary an analogy is comparing something it is saying something is like something um, and so analogies are often used as illustrations to make sure that people get an, an understanding of what the scripture is saying Jesus did it all throughout his ministry he would compare he would say the kingdom of God is like is like a mustard seed is like this is like that. And so he would do that quite often. Why? Because it helps people to visualize. It helps people to associate. It helps people to associate the the, the gospel with something practical that is within their life. And it helps them to be able to relate better and understand. So analogies are often used as sermon illustrations. Another type of sermon illustration is list of examples, list of examples. In other words, you give you give this uh, principle, you give this 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 challenge to the people through your sermon or through your lesson. But you give a list of examples. You, you for instance, you say we need to love our neighbor. Well, then you give you provide a list. What are ways that we can love our neighbor? We can love our neighbor by offering to to cut their grass. We can love our neighbor by offering to uh, watch their dog. I, I, I'm giving those are those are mild or silly examples. But then again, it might be appropriate. What if your neighbor is hurt, you know, is 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 dealing with something and uh, then you offer to love your neighbor by serving them, something like that. You give list of examples. Those that list of examples helps the people to be able to connect the principle that is being taught with making it practical in their life. I want to say that again, the principle you teach the principle, but you make it practical through 
your illustration and it could be a list of examples. This is a way for you to be able to accomplish this or do this. Another way to illustrate or another type of sermon illustration is dramatic presentations or using props or using visuals, dramatic presentations, using props or visuals. I do this. I've been doing this since my first sermon. My very first sermon was called Coming Out of the Dark, and I used John 3, 17 through 20. I've always been a type of person. You know, I know John 3, 16 is like the most popular verse ever. But I started at 17 through 20 and it talked about men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. And I've always used illustration. I remember my first sermon, that first sermon I preached coming out of the dark. I made reference to Godfather three (laughs) when when Michael Corleone was saying, I'm trying to come out, but they keep pulling me back in. And I used that to compare it to what was happening in 17 verses 17 through 20. And how some people loved or embraced darkness because that's who they were. That's who they had developed into. And so using certain things like that, dramatic presentation, uh, props, I've done that quite a bit. And anyone who who knows me knows that I do that. Here's what I want to say, though. Whether you use stories, analogies, list of examples, dramatic presentation, you have to make sure that you have balance. That you're that you have balance to your illustrations, that your illustrations don't dominate the sermon. And that's that's part of what I'm going to get into next, because I was looking at an article by by Dr. Uh, Jason K. Allen. I believe he's the president of Midwestern Seminary. And he 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 listed five rules for sermon illustrations. I want to give these to you and then. And then and then we'll wrap up. I want to give you these five rules for sermon illustrations. The first one is basically what I just made reference to. Make sure the illustration amplifies the text and does not distract from it. So if your illustration, you have an illustration, you have a great illustration, whether it is a story, an analogy, whether it is a dramatic presentation, a prop that you use, make sure the illustration amplifies the text and does not distract from it. The problem sometimes with the, with an illustration is we can go to the extreme. Either the illustration bombs, it's terrible, it's no good, we don't even know what you're talking about, or the illustration becomes the focal point. And we know more about the illustration than we do about the text. You never want it to, to overshadow the text. You never want it to overshadow the word of God. It should just be there to to help people remember it and to bring people back to it. So make sure the illustration amplifies the text and does not distract from it. I have to admit, I have done this before. As a matter of fact, I had a conversation with someone recently and they made reference to an illustration that I did over 10 years ago. And I said to the person, I said, well, what was the sermon about? <laughs> and the person, I don't remember, but that illustration was great. First thing about that is that means I cannot use that illustration ever again because it was, obviously it stood out so much that someone remembered it a decade later. But the other part of that, I don't want it. I don't want to 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 be known for an illustration. I want to be known for for helping people to understand the word of God. So even if the illustration was a hook, even if the illustration was something great, there's nothing wrong with that. But did it point that person? Those Did it make people remember the sermon itself or the point itself? And I've had many people have come to me and said, I remember when you you did this, 
this illustration and it helped me to understand more about David or it helped me to understand more about uh, Peter walking on water or whatever the case might be. Um, so and it and, and that's what you want. You want that illustration to amplify the text. Number two on this list that was provided by Dr. Jason Allen, he says, make sure the tone of your illustration matches the tone of your text. In other words, if you have a solemn, serious text that you are preaching from some text, you don't you don't want to have an illustration where you're joking and laughing. You're cracking a joke. Some texts are heavy and serious and you need to make sure that the people understand it. For instance, if it is a text that is talking about where your soul will spend eternity, it is a that is that is probably not the best time to joke. You want to make sure people understand, hey, this is this is serious. This is what God God does not want you to spend your life separate or eternity separated from him. So that you, you understand the tone of the text will help you to determine the tone of the illustration. There are some te- some some texts. I mean, there there you can you can illustrate it in a lighthearted way. You can illustrate it in a way that's 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 much more uh, jovial, different things like that. There's so many texts that talk about uh, the joy of the Lord and 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 being being free in him and all of these different things, those are, are more lighthearted and this and that. And so even those. So if you're talking about the joy of the Lord, you're talking about happiness, you're talking about being being a, a, a child of God. Why would you give an illustration that is serious and ominous and 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 heavy? You want to make sure that the illustration matches the tone of the text. Number three, never illustrate the illustration. If you if you give an illustration and then have to turn around and explain the illustration, the illustration was not effective. Now, I'm going to I'm going to probably going to lose a couple of people right here. I I hear preachers say it all the time. This is what we say. We'll say something and then we'll tell the audience you'll catch that on your way home. Brothers, sisters, if they can't catch it right then, (laughs) then it probably was too meaty. It probably was too heavy. And you probably should say it differently or should have said it differently. If they have to catch it, think about it on their way home. Was it really an effective illustration? Probably not. Let's make sure you don't have to illustrate the illustration. If you have to explain the joke. You ever had somebody do that? They give a joke and then they have to explain it. That means that the joke probably wasn't very good. Number four, look for value added in your illustrations. Every illustration should bring value. It should bring value. The reason that this is so important is because sometimes we'll try to give an illustration because it just sounds good. It was a great illustration that we heard our favorite preacher say. So we try to fit it into our message. And it's not necessarily adding value. Another thing that happens, and this has happened to me, especially when I was a younger preacher, I would have an illustration at the close of the sermon. And I'm like, oh, that illustration is going to going to do it. It's going to oh, it's going to be great. This is going to be a great way to cap this sermon off. But because of the, the content, the sermon went very well. The content went very well. The audience got the main point. They understood what I was trying to get across. And I and I hadn't yet said that illustration instead of me just saying, you know what? I don't have to add that illustration. It's the point has already been made in my youthfulness. I said, oh, I have to finish the sermon. I have to say this. I have to do this illustration because I want to make sure that they remember. 
And that sometimes can derail the whole message. You've already made your point. You've already said it. Why do you need to add this illustration? And sometimes that's what we do. Sometimes in our clothes, brothers, <laughs> brothers and sisters in our clothes, we'll add an illustration in there. And it's really unnecessary. Number five, do not overestimate the importance of sermon illustrations. Do not overestimate the importance of sermon illustrations. I need to say this. I need to say this clearly. Somebody listening to this is thinking, I don't need to add all those illustrations. I can, I can, I just want to preach the Bible. I just want to preach the word. But again, Jesus did illustrations. So if the son of God used illustrations, what makes us think that we don't have to use illustrations or we shouldn't, or we, we can just use the, 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 the straight scriptures and, and that's it. And people are going to get it. If he understood I need to break this down and make sure people understand this. They are able to grasp this. Then why wouldn't we? And the other thing about it is, let me be clear. When you decide not to have any illustrations, you don't have anything that kind of breaks up the breaks up the the, the, the consistency, if you will, of that message. It's probably it's pretty likely that you are boring your listeners. That's why this is on Church Unfiltered, because they're not going to tell you, but we're going to tell you, please don't bore people. Jim Rayburn, the founder of Young Life, the, the organization called Young Life, he said this. It is a sin to bore kids with the gospel. It's a Young Life is an organization that works with kids and spreads the gospel. And he says it's a sin to bore people, <laughs> bore kids with the gospel. But I want to expand that. It's a sin to bore anyone with the gospel. And so keep in mind, don't 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 overestimate and underestimate really the, the power of of a, of a sermon illustration. Don't 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 overestimate the importance of it. And what I mean by that is don't overestimate it that you have to fill your sermon with a bunch of illustrations. One or two is probably good, depending on how long your sermon is, but don't underestimate it as well. Keep that in mind, whatever you do, whether you are telling a story, providing a list of examples, telling a telling a, an appropriate joke, make sure you tell a joke, make sure it has nothing to do with anybody's race or culture or gender or anything like that. Make sure that you never lose focus of the text and the assignment to deliver the word of God. You want people to remember the message and not just the illustration. Very important for us not to let the, the illustration overcome the word that of God that is that is being presented. I hope this has been helpful to you all. And and these tips have been helpful. If there are some additional things that you might need, please feel free to email me at info at breakthroughonline.org, info at breakthroughonline.org. If you need the notes from this particular episode, just email me at that info at breakthroughonline.org and ask for episode 61 on sermon illustrations, the notes, and we'll be happy to email that to you. And uh, we just pray that when you present, when you're preaching, when you're getting your sermon together, make sure, make sure that you don't allow the sermon illustration to overshadow the word of God. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on Church Unfiltered. Thank you for listening to Church Unfiltered. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Church Unfiltered Podcast and connect with us. 
If you would like more information on this topic discussed in this episode, or if you would like to bring Dr. Cobbs in for church consulting, leadership training, or speaking engagements, please email us at info at breakthroughonline.org. Again, that is info at breakthroughonline.org. Until next time, God bless you and keep you.